0: What's going on, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs here on Locked on Dolphins. And today on the show, we are reacting to Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel speaking with the media in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. And we're going to be honest. We got more notable snippets in one day than we've been used to as Dolphins fans in the media over the last several years.
1: You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. How we doing? I know, I know we've all been waiting for the athletic testing portion of the NFL Combine to start, but the wait is over because that starts today. And uh, today's conversation is going to feature a lot of snippets and a lot of blurbs from Dolphins leadership who spent time in Indianapolis talking to the media. We're going to dig in. I uh, really appreciate you guys listening. Kyle Krabs, I'm the lifelong Miami Dolphins fan who serves as the host here on Locked On Dolphins. I'm also the director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. So we are right in my wheelhouse right now, <laughs> in the thick of it, in Indianapolis. And uh, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. I also want to thank the Dolphins for providing some engaging material for us (laughs) to talk about from a a player and ideology standpoint. I mean, they talked about Emmanuel Agba and said things of substance. They talked about Mike Gesecki and said things of substance. They talked about Xavier Howard and his something of substance. We talked about Deshaun Watson and were definitive in what that conversation sounded like. They talked about uh, what they're looking for at a particular position in free agency as well. And that's exactly where we're gonna start because Coach McDaniel acknowledged on Wednesday that the Dolphins are going to be in the market for a quarterback In free agency, a veteran quarterback to serve as the backup in Miami. To which I say, good. I would also say, if you can get a player who has a reasonable level of experience as a starting quarterback in the NFL, even better. The more experience, in my opinion, this player has, Generally speaking, and you can't use blanket statements, as we all know, I mean, that's not a fair, accurate representation, because if you told me you brought in Nick Foles to be the backup, I'd be pretty pissed. But out of the quarterbacks who stylistically would make sense to complement Tua Valoa, if you were able to find one that has had and logged significant playing experience, so in the event that Tua Valoa is injured next season, because that is something that we've had to deal with, durability has been a concern. And until it's been proven to not be a concern, which David Howard has shown over the last two years, it will continue to be a talking point that we need to be wary of. I would encourage the Dolphins to go get the best possible backup quarterback that they can find. I don't want you to drop 20 mil on Mitch Trubisky and bring him in on a one-year deal. But if you can get a quarterback who's going to make this quarterback room competitive with the understanding that you know what we are still committed to Tua this is a third year player and um any quarterback who comes in here your expectation is to be the backup but we want you to work your ass off like you have a chance to get the job because that's going to make Tua better That's going to make the quarterback room as a whole better. It's going to make the offense better, and it's going to protect the Dolphins in any situations in which the Dolphins need to play with not their starting quarterback for any stretch of time, which is the polar opposite of what happened this past year because you had two polar opposite styles of players and you ran effectively two different defenses or two different offenses. I want to avoid that. So the skill sets have to be complementary, but I think the experience behind Tua is something I would covet. And, and I would encourage them to go after not a 35 year old career journeyman. Go find a player who's played a little bit of ball. So, in case he needs to play ball here, he could do so at a reasonable level. But uh, well, I, I can't think of a time in the last three years that the Dolphins would be, get up on the podium and openly tell you what one of their intentions is at a position in free agency when the league calendar starts in two weeks. That's unheard of. I mean, well, we're going to evaluate every position on the roster, and we're going to try and make every position room better, and we'll just kind of explore what opportunities come. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we want to promote competition across the entire roster, right? (laughs) That's the kind of... patriot way presentation of information in speaking with outside sources in the media that we have been conditioned as Dolphins fans over the course of the last couple years. There's going to be one thing we could say with absolute certainty. And it's not about built bars either. Uh, (laughs) uh, We are not going to be hurting for sound bites with this regime. I'm interested and fascinated to see what that develops into and what that means. But that is very clear and obvious after a very short amount of time. And and McDaniel this morning is on Good Morning Football. The media tour continues. And uh, speaking of the quarterback position, and sure enough, and I, I know I said this earlier this week, the last time we were in Indianapolis, Chris Greer was not scheduled to speak at a podium. But he did speak off the beaten path, and the Dolphins' media was informed to let them know, hey, if you want to talk to Chris, he's going to be over at this space at this time. Chris Greer talked off the beaten path to the South Florida media again yesterday. This is kind of just Chris's shtick with with coming to Indianapolis. And Chris provided a no-doubt comment on the Dolphins quarterback situation as it pertains to a player they have long been rumored interested in. In Deshaun Watson, the quarterback from Houston, who's continuing to work his way through the legal allegation or legal process and the allegations that have been levied against him for sexual assault, um, and Chris Greer's quote could not have been any more direct: "Quote the door is shut on Deshaun Watson." No, well, they talked about Coach McDaniel and his team of coaches going through the Dolphins game tape identifying uh, the strengths of of him as a player and putting together a reel and a clip on this is the identity of the quarterback that we have. These are his strengths and weaknesses. Here's how we think we can develop him. And this is how we're going to run the offense. And the team said, yep, we're going to go for it. And um, that puts the Dolphins in a position to provide their number five overall investment at the quarterback position with the best coaching uh, from, quarterback, from a quarterback perspective that he's had in his two years in the league, two-plus years in the league, uh, an offensive system that is tailored to his strengths, not that last year's wasn't, and I think that's a misconception. People think about the Dolphins' offense last year, and they think because it's bad, it means they didn't try to tailor it to what Tua does well. They very clearly did. But they, the people who constructed it, And the coaches who tried to apply it did not properly account for the limitations in the offensive line, and the team did not get the return on investment at the wide receiver position that they were hoping for, and the play design was okay at best. You're going to get a chance to upgrade the offensive line. You're going to get a chance to cut some dead weight at wide receiver. And I think by just a proxy of cutting dead weight and having more guys available, you're going to have better wide receiver play. And I don't think there's any question. McDaniel designing the plays is going to be a better opportunity and a better fit for Tua as a young quarterback than the piecemealed offensive staff that was thrown together for 2021. How much of a ceiling that opens for Tua... Uh, is really going to be up to Tua, and it's going to be hard to say until we see it applied and in action. Uh, of course, all of the, the concerns and questions about limitations that existed in his game from last year as far as the breakdown of his throwing mechanics, the consistency in seeing and progressing through the field in traditional passing concepts, those types of things... Uh, the the arm strength in unadverse conditions, and the ball security as far as uh, the wet ball, those types of things were going to get more clarity on this year. And I think it is a high stakes year for Tua Valoa, but it is nevertheless going to provide him with the best structure that you could tailor for him as a player. So, you're going to give him the best chance to succeed. And then, if he doesn't, then you kind of have your answer on what you need to do as it pertains to the quarterback position. Football season is over, but basketball is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: But enough about players who aren't Miami Dolphins. Let's talk about some players who are Miami Dolphins. Because that was some of the really compelling and interesting discussion pieces that were had as far as I was concerned for my money regarding uh, the, the Dolphins' availabilities yesterday. Here's a quote from Mike McDaniel yesterday as it pertains to defensive end Emmanuel Agba. We want Emmanuel Agba, and we'll do our best to get him. Our hope is that it is not the case that we lose him. If you are texting him right now, You can tell him such. Um, That opportunity to take that time and issue that statement, I appreciate because everybody's kind of had a watchful eye on where the Dolphins are going to go from here. And um, they did not rule out all possible approaches as it pertains to. Well, seeing too, keeping him and Mike Isecki. Uh what they ultimately choose to do. I mean, that, that's specifically referencing the franchise tag. They have that. Um, but as Omar Kelly wrote, uh, Mike McDaniel did acknowledge, there are a quote, "a lot of variables to his free agency. Uh, I think this is a market discrepancy in perception. And I don't, I don't think it's going to come to a resolution before free agency starts because if there's a difference in it, it, expectations versus reality on the Dolphins expect his market is going to look like X and Agba and his representation feel like his market is going to look like Y, the only way to find out for sure is for him to hit the market which would mean unless the Dolphins are going to franchise tag Emmanuel Agba, he's going to hit the market and have the opportunity to do so. I, I don't think the franchise tag is in play here for Agba, if we're being honest. But they, they did acknowledge that, you know, there's there's variables and layers to assessing his, his return to the team. Um if I would say this, if Emmanuel Agba hits the open market, my expectation would be uh, he's not coming back because I do think somebody will get desperate. I think the Dolphins might be betting that he doesn't go early enough in the uh, free agent spending for somebody to give him the exotic contract that he'd probably like to receive. Um, But the Dolphins made it clear they they want – Emmanuel back Now, whether their actions and energy matches their words, we're going to find out. And that's going to be a really interesting layer to uh, this new regime as well, because there's a lot of transparency. There's a lot of candidness. Well, it's only transparent and, caring, uh, and candid if it ends up being true. And the dolphins could be playing the game a little bit here. We don't, we don't know how much of the game they like to play. So <laughs> that's a, a fascinating subplot that we're going to get a chance to see manifest itself as well. But um, the Zavian Howard situation is one that I, I don't think they're playing games with because they really, quite frankly, don't have to play games with. And the Dolphins asked about uh, Zavian Howard and Chris Greer, Reporter told reporters on Wednesday that he had had quote multiple talks with Xavier Howard on restructuring the cornerback's contract and the expectation he's going to be on the team in 2022. The quote was, We're going to have conversations and see if we can come to some sort of resolution. My anticipation is that Xavier will be here next year. The kind of Acknowledgement that they the, the agreement that they came to at the start of the season, according to Greer, was this: play through the season, get us to the third year of the deal, and then we'll look at it, talk about it, just to be truthful with him, and do it. That's the right thing to do. If he wants to come back and play on the deal, we would, but we know that's not the case. So this is a little bit of good faith shown by the Dolphins and and Xavier Howard. You know, got the, the little bit of a pay boost that he was looking for at the, ahead of the start of the season. And that compromise was met with good faith for Zavian to play, which was then in turn uh, returned to Xavier by the Dolphins. Now, I think this is a pretty fair assessment, and I, I know uh, it it has been observed through hints and clues, and kind of talked about that like Xavier Howard did not seem to have a great relationship with Brian Flores, so I'm sure his departure. Um, wasn't something that hurt the Dolphins' odds and potentially helped the Dolphins' odds of allowing Z- Zavian to move forward with a new focus on being here in South Florida and just getting the contract reworked as compared to uh, looking for a fresh start in a different environment. So uh, that, again, pretty direct from Chris Greer. And oh, Chris Greer's been and now provided two pretty direct commentaries around players on and around and in the news and in headlines with the Dolphins at his availability yesterday. So this is not just Mike McDaniel coming in and breathing some fresh air into the, the, the room from a candidness and, and media PR approach, uh, but Chris Greer himself has been a little bit less guarded. Uh, and has allowed himself to, to kind of tell some things how they are as it pertains to where the Dolphins currently stand, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, the, the last one is, is Mike Gusecki, and the quote for, from Mike McDaniel and Mike Gusecki is as follows. There are multiple ways to use players. We've had tight ends in our history that have been featured pass catchers talking about this offense. We have no problem, hesitation, or concern in Mike being able to block. Good. Because at the end of the day, uh, if you're asking him to block, you're doing him a disservice as a player. And we know McDaniel preaches putting players in best position to succeed, and we've actually seen him do that and have that track record. The question is, what is he worth to the team? So, you know, they they alluded to the franchise tag uh, for, for Mike. And um, I would say this... And reports came out earlier this week from Mike K that, you know, the Dolphins view this as a realistic opportunity. Now, whether or not that means a long-term deal gets done, they might make Mike play on a wait-and-see basis. But it sounds like all the tea leaves between the reports and the franchise tag rumors and and hearing McDaniel talk about Mike and his skill set and being a primary pass catcher, they are comfortable with, which is good, but the million-dollar question is for this offense and their ideal version of it is what he is going to look for on the for a long-term contract going to match what the Dolphins' vision for him is from an economics and practicality standpoint. And we're not going to know that answer until we get a chance to see what their maneuver is between now and the start of the league calendar year in about two weeks.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Dolphins gave us a fair amount, guys. They gave us a fair amount to talk about. We did get Chris Greer. We weren't sure if Chris Greer was going to speak. Lo and behold, he did. He was candid. Um, there's, there's been... Uh, a nice kind of focus and shift. It's been weird covering the dolphins and doing this podcast and hearing, Oh, there's going to be press availabilities and know that like, dude, you're going to have to build out 20 minutes of your day to make sure you listen to those availabilities. Because this is not just, Oh, you can kind of generally anticipate what you're going to get. You read, you check the transcript after the fact, and you see whatever questions were asked as it pertain to the, the subjects you wanted to talk about and get the confirmation of, oh, yeah, we got the same kind of generic stuff. No, there's, there's substance being provided, and I love that. Whether or not it's truthful. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we have no reason to believe that it's not until we have evidence uh, that they are playing, quote-unquote, the game, and I would expect there will always be some level of gamesmanship for every GM and head coach. Um, but this very dynamic change in approach to media, uh, I think, gives some, some credibility that this is uh, just kind of the, we're not going to treat this like Fort Knox. You know, surface-level plans, surface-level observations of players, and surface-level intentions uh, doesn't have to be under locking key at all time, which for us uh, in media and us as Dolphins fans, is absolutely, positively a blessing. Hope you guys enjoyed this update from Dolphins leadership and and my take on their words here at the 2022 NFL Scouting Combine. Testing starts today, 4 o'clock. Plan your afternoons accordingly. I know I certainly will. And uh, we'll we'll talk about some wide receiver and uh, tight end testing tomorrow on the show, which I'm looking forward to. Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Make it a great Thursday. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. Fins up.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast.